Samus? I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something about it, man. It's all these like characters that I that I recognize. Yeah, I. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's maybe that this. Uh... Oh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast where we go through the Nintendo Power Magazine one volume at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Brett Sheriff is my full name. I've never said my full name on this. That's uh, true. Yeah, you're always just, it's Brett. Brett Sheriff. I don't think I ever say my Um, full name on it. And I am with my other host. Hey, it's me, Weston. Weston Lee. Hey, full name. Wow, that feels weird. Yeah. I guess we have never done it. It felt really awkward. Um, I I, pro- I think that might be the first and last time I say the yep. full name. We should go back to just not introducing I also, ourselves. I have a hard time saying my name. Like I, I for, for whatever reason, I have a hard time pronouncing my like full name whenever I have to say like Brett Sheriff. Is uh, it the T and the S right next to each other? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's I always get like tongue tied at a certain point. Br- the Brett Sheriff. Brett's Sheriff. Brett's Sheriff. Brett Sheriff. It kind of blends together. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like I don't. I don't know what's going on there. But it's always. It's it's always a a, a, a tough thing to do. Hmm. Brett. Yeah, maybe it is the T and I, I don't know. I uh, maybe we could bring in an expert on the next episode. We could. <laughs> The main anecdote I have for my name is uh, uh, getting people to spell Weston correctly. I have to refer to the Weston Hotel, which is actually uh, not uh, not not bad. Actually, Weston is pretty easy to spell. I feel like yeah, but people spell it T O N. It's T I N. I am a Weston, not a Weston. Yeah. Um, I also do a little joke sometimes when I finish emails because I will sign them best comma. So you're getting. Best Western, like Best Western, which is another hotel chain. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hotels, yeah. There's um, sometimes I'm, I'll say sheriff, like the like cowboy sheriff. It's yeah. spelled the same, or like on a you know cop car. Do they do cop cars say sheriff? Is that the same thing? Yeah, the sheriff's department. Will. Sheriff, the sheriff's department is that? Yeah. So I had to do research for a book one time. Yeah. What's the difference um, between a cop and a sheriff? The a police department is run ostensibly it's run by the city it seems like maybe it's the other way around but uh the, these days but uh yeah yeah police department is a city thing uh whereas a sheriff's department is a county thing hmm. so in a county uh because i was doing research on disneyland and, yeah and they are they do not i don't think they have their own police force they are overseen <laughs> by the osceola county sheriff's department okay and uh, if you're a sheriff's deputy, you don't have to go to school for it. They could just hire you. Yeah, that's that kind of tracks. It kind of feels like you just need to like, um, just have like a tucked in shirt. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes not even tucked in. <laughs> uh, which is why you got uh, who's the guy in Twin Peaks? Andy, the deputy. Who's he's like? He's a little, he's a little dumb. 
Is he like? But he's lovable. He's not the main guy. No, the main guy, the curly haired dude, is it Sheriff Truman? Um, I don't know. Yeah, he was like competent. He's like yeah, he's, he's like, like a, a hero character. Yeah, him and and Andy is like good natured in the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's like I mean that is what I always picture. I always picture it just being a couple of doofuses in a room. Garsh. Yeah, they say garsh instead of gosh. <laughs> like. <laughs> It it always feels like in like the portrayal of like sheriffs in movies and stuff and just like it yeah when you think of sheriff you also think of like the wild west kind of stuff as well but it's I I always just picture it as like three people kind of just stumbled into a room and it's like well I guess we're sheriffs now um, yeah the sheriff does get elected so that, oh, does that's the, the main sheriff in, yeah ostensibly that is how you hold a sheriff accountable is you it's you personally elect elected. a different sheriff huh uh, if they're like out of line who, who, where what role do you think you'd if you were in a western world what 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 like role do you think you'd play in like a western town uh i would definitely be the guy <laughs> with the um that you see that most recent coen brothers movie buster scruggs yeah 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 i would i would be the guy with the weird marionette uh wagon that i roll into town and open it and there's a bunch of like there's like a weird dude that delivers speeches <laughs> He's not weird. He's Wait, like quadriplegic. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. an unfair representation of that character. Yeah. Do you think you'd also be like shitty to that guy? Yeah, I would be absolutely. <laughs> I, in the old West, there's no way I'm not a villain who's in it for the money. <laughs> what about you? Uh, uh, I um, what would I do? I, I feel like I would just, um, you know, I mean, ideally, I'd just already be rich and I would just like <laughs> live in a nice yeah, mansion. Yeah, we're, we're both already rich in the old ways. That, that's how we do it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, guns and shooting, uh, today's volume. The cover. The cover yeah, is Metroid. It's uh, Metroid's the main feature for this one. So. Metroid 2 returns Samus. Uh, I think we were talking about this, the slow roll. I don't know if it made it on the recording, but uh, I may just remember this one because it's a pretty distinct cover, and they kept advertising yeah. this one. Did you th- like as a kid? Did you think the Samus looked pretty cool? Yeah, the th- armor? this Samus is all right as far as illustrations go. It is a uh, she is uh, she's getting closer to kind of the on model branded Nintendo Samus that we all know and love today. Yeah, it's um, like I feel like a lot of this is like old art. At this point, look how they look now. Like all these characters look the same, but they're always a little, the proportions are a little off. Yeah. Like someone's head will be a little too big or their hands are too big or like, uh, I don't think Samus has, she's got some thick arms. Yeah. She has these massively thick arms under her pauldrons. And actually, if you look at it just right, her right arm, she's holding her blaster arm in the air. Yeah. That arm looks like it's just this big, like, potato-sized thing that's meshed with her shoulder. It looks like a chicken thigh. Yeah, it doesn't look good. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it's just a big old chicken, like a massive pit chicken thigh. This is definitely, she's like, uh, the arm is hidden under her huge shoulder thingy. I mean, that is the thing. It's like... um, this, yeah, the, whoever's wearing this suit, like I, I nowadays like they do the whole zero suit Samus, so we get like yeah, hot Samus in a in hot a, hot Samus in a blue jumpsuit. In a blue jumpsuit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but this armor is definitely like uh, it. I feel like whoever's behind this armor has to be like a muscly, like a muscle girl. Yeah, big, you, big do, muscly girl. Do you think there's people that think the Samus is sexier with the armor on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. There's got to yeah, be. Yeah, there's got to be like one person. I feel like with everything, there's got to be like one person. Yeah, least. it's the same guy who's like sexually attracted to dinosaurs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like that, the dinosaur guy. 
Yeah, that would be funny. Like she takes the armor off and it's like, ew. I don't find the armor sexy. I don't think the armor is sexy either. <laughs> um, I respect that she uh, is bad at. Like I, it's cool that she like can go fuck shit up. Dude, after Metroid Dread, like, Samus is cold-blooded. Yeah, like, I feel like her suit is just that she has a cool job. So it's like, okay, you're hot, and you also have a cool job. I think she <laughs> yeah. is, like a lot of people that have cool jobs that seem a little uh, hardcore, I, I think Samus as a person is maybe, like... A little bit too much? For- yeah, she probably wouldn't be fun to hang out with. Oh, yeah, like, I, I She's feel probably like-, like, I gotta go to this planet for two months and yeah. murder monsters. And, like, I, I don't know, I'm gonna just, it kind of, I feel like whenever I've met people who have, like, really cool jobs, like, really impressive jobs, it usually pairs with no personality. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that, I guess that's a generalization, but I, I've, I've had that happen. Yeah, she, see, she seems very... Like, you're, that A-type. Yes, she's A-type. very type A, very career-oriented, very revenge-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hates metroids (laughs) mad about the bird people getting wiped out yeah uh yeah so i mean i guess what i'm saying is like i bet like with our uh sometimes podcast guests if we asked her to come play tmnt shredder's revenge she'd probably say no she'd probably say no just like like, the no i'm gonna be on a planet (laughs) yeah so yeah we we uh the armor we're not the reason why we're just attract not attracted to the armor is because uh just uh, there's not a lot of chemistry not a lot of personality mash yeah, the armor is not what makes Samus unattractive. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's her personality. <laughs> no, no, it's her. Hang on, I want to say that differently. Yeah, it's not the armor. It's her uh, career-driven personality. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a little too A-type for you. Yeah, I just want somebody to play video games with. <laughs> but she's the fucking video game, man. Thankfully, yeah, she's the character in the video game, and that works out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, thinking about it, like, is there any video game character that would be cool to hang out? Because, like, kind of all by nature A-type, because they are solely focused on, like, All they do thing. is do yeah. things. Yeah. Mm, maybe the kids from Jet Set Radio. Okay. Uh, what about the Splatoon kids? I feel like this, this, they might, kids, those are just TikTok kids. I feel like they're, they're probably like they're just flossing. If you get into an argument about sneakers with one of them, I bet it like fashion. I bet it's like they're just insufferable because <laughs> that that's my favorite memory of the Splatoon games is yeah. the uh, the TV show hosts arguing about the stuff that you do the uh, splat fests over. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually like I I found that I had a hard time watching some of those like cutscenes. I thought it was hilarious, but also like uh, with people like that in real life, sometimes it's like, please, please stop. <laughs> yeah, man. Who? I don't. I can't even think of any video game. Like, uh, you know, honestly, I just played Mass Effect. I'd, I would hang out with Grunt. <laughs> uh, wait, which Grunt? Wait, Grunt's the character. Wait, he's, which one is Grunt? Uh, I really liked the Krogans. Oh, okay. He's a Krogan. He's a Krogan. Yeah, the Krogans I thought were really fun. Um, wait, which Krogan? I, I always think of Rex. Right. So yeah, or Rex. Is that Rex's kid? Uh, no, he's like he's the one you pull out of the like sleep tube. Oh, okay. He's like the genetically modified. I mean, just the Krogans I uh, were scared of, but they were they were very fun. I think Krogans are great. Characters. Krogans are fun. Man, the aliens in Mass Effect. I would yeah. hang. I would hang out with uh, Salarians and Asari. I don't know if I'd like Turians. Oh, really? Actually, I mean that kind of goes down. I feel like Turians are a little more like A type. Yeah, they're, yeah. They, they seem kind of square. Yeah, they're kind of just square. Like they are just they're career driven. Yeah, but the yeah the uh, the Asari are 
Uh, I guess they're pretty career driven. No, too. I, yeah, I don't like the, the Asari weren't doing it. For, I like the Solarians and Solarians um, seem like a lot of fun. And specifically, I like the Krogan. The, and the Krogans are fun too because, like, sorry, we I can't just start talking about Mass Effect, but like, because <laughs> I was also like, I was I wasn't sure if I wanted to cure the genocide because I'm like, it sounds like a bad idea. I think they're gonna start fucking shit up. Oh, Xenophage, yeah, because uh, that's what they did last time. It's the same thing with the uh, the Rachni Queen. We yeah. get, we gotta get off. The Man, topic. yeah, we gotta we gotta stop. Okay, let's right, move on. Fuck. <laughs> Nailbox. You can hear it starting. Let's talk about the xenophage. Man, and think if someone I, else would have gotten think it. Think of how bad this podcast would have become if I knew enough as much about Destiny 2 as you did. Dude, <laughs> think oh, oh my god. <laughs> this would be unlistenable. The, the sto- oh, I'm about to say something controversial. The story in Mass Effect, better than the story in Destiny. Oh, uh, yeah. Destiny's story is cool, but. Well, it's just uh, the great thing about Mass Effect is um, you don't need to know the lore to follow the story. We're here at the mailbox. Player's Man. Pulse. Okay, yeah. All right. We've got to cut it. I think this means we should have hung out a little bit before recording. Yeah. And we're talking about stuff. It's not like we jumped right in. It's like 40 minutes. Yeah, okay. Um, here's what's going on. We're, we're at the mailbox. Uh, player's Pulse. Uh, what's the the topic? What's going on? What are, so what they, are, what are we reading here? The the prompt that they're the letters they've got is from is... Um, they were like, hey, write in and tell us what you want from a games console. Like, if a game system could do anything, what would uh, it do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a lot of, like, kind of, like, funny. It was, like, a lot of, like, people being like, well, I wish it could do my taxes. Uh, yeah. Stuff like, stuff like that. That letter, so that's from this guy named Steve, who I think is an adult. And he was, he, he, he what did he write? Uh, the wildest game system in my imagination would be able to make espresso, balance my checkbook, pay the bills, figure out my taxes, remember my appointments and do the laundry. That's just a computer. Like, except for the laundry part. Like, it's just a laptop. Yeah, I guess technically that it's this. Yeah, so, and walk the dog. I guess he has to, computers can't do that yet. Yeah, but maybe, maybe soon. Man, wouldn't that be it? Uh, I love this first letter, this, uh, kid named Jimmy from, uh, Glen Cove Nye wrote in and, uh, he's like, this future console should be 512 bit and have a game called super Mario galaxy. Yeah. He called out, uh, he called out super Mario galaxy. I thought that was kind of cool. And he also at the same time, like he was like, I just remember seeing Mario galaxy and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, this kid called it. And then right next to it, I saw him say super Mario bros 24. And for some reason I just read that as Mario 24, which mm-hmm. made me think of Mario 128, which is what galaxy was i don't know like there was a moment where i just truly thought this kid was a time traveler where like things linked together yeah he also mentions he wants uh a console with six 27 button controllers and that's not too far off from what we have now six (laughs) (laughs) controllers now have a lot of buttons yeah he just uh i also like that he said um because he was just amping things up he's just like grabbing every number and saying like i wish there could be 20 controller ports and you know whatever uh, the one thing he, that was fun was he said he wishes there was a tiny band inside of the system that could play all the music. Yeah. I like that. Little little tiny tiny people. That's kind of what the Super Nintendo does, though, because it is a... I mean, it's not. It's, it's not, not a... Like there's not a band, band in every... Yeah. This is why the new... If you get a used console now, it doesn't play music because the band members have all died. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so... The NES is a, it's a synthesizer, it's like, I think it's a Yamaha synthesizer chip. That's uh-huh. how you get chip tunes. So it's a- actually putting out like wave, you know, uh, it's waveforms that you're messing with. Super Nintendo, it's all sample based. 
I don't know what that means. Uh, so it's literally, if you hear a trumpet, it is a real sample of a trumpet. or you know, It's a recorded sound that they put uh, into the game data. Okay. Um, which is why the Super Nintendo sounds the way it does, as opposed to like the Genesis, which had an FM chip, which is another synthesizer type music okay. chip. And so, and that's kind of what it is. I mean, past, so Super Nintendo kind of just started the whole, like the way we do music is you just make the music and you upload it to the game. Yeah, and I've been reading about it. They had to do, there, there's a bunch of technical trickery that has to go into it because there's just mm-hmm. not enough um, memory yeah. Yeah, to, to have like really good samples. So they would do stuff like pitch them up and play them really fast because the way music works when you're replaying a sample is yeah. when you want it to play at a different note, it actually just shortens it. So it's da, 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 da. You know, that's how you get huh. your different notes. So anyways, yeah, what I'm saying <laughs> is the kid was right. You know, he he was already getting the band inside of his uh, his console. Hmm. <laughs> did that explanation just kill the energy? <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. I think we might need to move on. <laughs> Batman. Hey, it's uh, Batman: Return of the Joker. Uh, this game, we played it a couple of times. This game looks incredible for a Nintendo game. Yeah, Batman is so huge. He's he's a great big boy. He's like twice as tall as uh, the one in the first Batman game. It really does look really good. I I do think like uh and like we're at the end of the life cycle, so I really do think at this point we've talked about this before, but I think people have really figured out how to make NES graphics distinct. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I for sure like I could. This feels like a game that if you played as a, if I had played this as a, as a kid, it would have burned into my memory. Yeah, Batman's like it's got that ability. Batman basically just has a gun in this game, <laughs> which a lot of Batman games, that's what they did before they figured out better ways. They don't call anything that he has. Well, he has a crossbow. Yeah. Which is a kind of, <laughs> seems like a thing Batman would not use. Batman with a gun super fun. I, <laughs> I, I do have to call one thing with the graphics. I love orange and black. Yeah. I love orange and black together. Back, back to Mass Effect 2. <laughs> but I just think that's a great color combination, and that seems to be a lot of this game. How do you feel about the holiday Halloween? I like it. I li- yeah, I like. I actually really like Halloween aesthetically. One weird thing that this Batman game does, if you've not fired up Batman Return of the Joker in a while, I keep wanting to call it Batman Beyond Return of the Joker because that's a movie that they <laughs> did like seven years later. Um, Batman, instead of a life bar, has powerpoints he has like 80,000 powerpoints and huh. they go down when he gets hit and bosses also have powerpoints so it's like dragon ball z shit when you fight a boss where their card pops up and they this boss has 100,000 powerpoints batman reduces powerpoints to 0 and you huh. will move on to the next stage i don't know of a lot of, i mean rpgs do that cuz they have hit points but i very few action games I can think of do this. Yeah, I mean, interesting to call it just PowerPoints. Um, and, and yeah, just give you that like exact number. We're already at the... Yeah. Hang on. man. Okay, god damn it. Uh, uh, Brian Master's Adventures, the little shitty-ass comic that is in every magazine. This is... Nestor's still up to no good. Uh... Nestor is uh, must be a millennial because in this title panel, he's crossed out Kid Icarus because this is a Kid Icarus themed comic, and he wrote a little bow and arrow guy, which is such a modern 
cats are just little guys. Yeah, it really was. Um, it weirdly felt like a modern like thing, but I got to say, um, they're doing kind of like a Simpsons couch gags with these Nestor's Adventures. Like mm-hmm. every Nestor's Adventure, the first panel along with the Nestor's Adventure title is yeah. him crossing something out and writing something else down. And it's like a Simpsons gag that doesn't have a gag. Yeah. It's like it's like the Simpsons gag, but like they just sit down and like Homer's just wearing orange pants one time. It's like they forgot. <laughs> they're like repeating a joke and like, but they're just not adding a joke. It's like a runner of a joke in like, it like, it almost feels like this whole comic, you know, that new thing that auto generates, uh, image that auto generates paint, like paintings for you. It's oh yeah. Like Dolly and stuff. Yeah. Dolly. Yeah. It feels like this was made by Dolly. Like it feels like a robot understands the format of a joke, but th- there's no substance behind it. It's just like, a lot of the Dolly non sequitur stuff where people will put in like, uh, you know, it's a crucifix, but it's made by razor. So it's like glowing neon green is yeah. one that I remember. That kind of thing. We're, we're not too far off from, um, what are those called? Like the uh, uh, contradictory uh, GANs, uh, adversarial networks. I don't, yeah, I don't know Generative adversarial networks. That's how all this stuff works, where it's basically like two computer brains and one of them makes the images and the other one says, no, that's not what they asked for. Oh, or really? yes, that is. That's why they're getting so accurate. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we're not far off from a GANs network being able to make the prompts that Dolly uses that are funny. Huh. Because that kind of comedy is pretty simple. Yeah, it's- uh, like a lot of uh, imitative comedy online, you know, like like the, you know, every Reddit thread you go to, there's invariably some, the minute somebody hooks onto a specific type of joke, they there's just like 200 messages of people doing the joke. Oh, yeah. And, and so it has nothing like to do with the out. subject. I, I am curious uh, if that's like a thing. There's a part of me that does feel like uh, I'd be surprised if computers can get that in anywhere in the future. Like, I, I feel like right now it would be just kind of like, like a dolly, it's just kind of spitting them out. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder how, like, I understand that they can accidentally be funny, a computer, but I, I, I would be surprised if it can get a high hit rate, truly. Interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess I guess the point I was trying to make was a computer could absolutely write Nestor's Adventures. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think a computer does, honestly. <laughs> I, I think whoever does it is a computer. Like, I feel like whatever, like, weird guy's making this comic, I think he, he's, I, I'm sure, I don't think he has emotion. Well, we met him. He wrote <laughs> yeah. a letter a yeah, couple yeah. of issues ago. I can't remember his name, though. <laughs> um, we, we know who the writer is. And we know who the artist is. In so fact, the, they may have signed the... Uh, no, they haven't. He's in the credits somewhere else. Yeah, he, he, he signed off on one of them. It's interesting. We, we, Nestor's gone biblical before uh, in a previous comic, and this is him going full. This is fully him. It's like Greek mythology. Versus, versus God. Yeah, because Kid Icarus is uh, Greek mythology, right? It's Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah, based. So Nestor, Nestor has fallen asleep reading Myths and Monsters of Ancient Greece, and uh, this uh, very kind of unimpressive-looking Zeus <laughs> hanging out on a cloud. But it's like Zeus with a halo, which, is that a Zeus thing? It, it looks no. like a Christian angel. Yeah, no, it, it, it that's the weird thing. You see, it, this Zeus... Um, kind of, it looks, yeah, more Christian. It looks like, it looks more like standard, like Bible stuff that I would see, except for that handlebar mustache. And he's, he's got, um, he's bald, but with like gray hair on the sides, which I, 
if you're gonna do God, isn't it like the flowing silver mane? Yeah, it's weird. It's like uh, it's this kind of confused like combination of like uh, just kind of standard looking God with like it almost just like it looks like a Western. Yeah, it looks like villain. a villain. It's like a banker. Or like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he he wants Zeus wants Nestor to uh, do his training, and uh, Nestor says no, and he makes a bad Battletoads joke. Or no, he tries to dunk on God, yeah, by saying that he beat Battletoads in two days. Which, to be fair, not many people have done that. Yeah. That game's hard. Yeah, no, I mean, if Nestor actually, I don't think he has. Would be oh, you my think guess. he's lying? Yeah. <laughs> It is funny that like Nestor just wants to destroy everything he sees. Yeah. Uh, like last issue, we saw him just run over uh, some guy working at like a fun zone. Yeah. He like, like wrecked all the cars in like a go kart. Yeah. He was like in a go kart and he just ran over a guy. Um, and he's trying to go against God. Like Nestor can see God and be like, all right, I got to like dunk on this guy. Yeah. This is very much like if uh, in a modern video game, when you got a mission, you could just like not do it and start destroying the stuff you need to beat the mission. I mean, I, I, mean, I think Nestor does, I, I think should be angry at God. I think <laughs> <laughs> based off of like, so you're saying like, yeah, this yeah. is, this is a chance for him to like, finally, yeah, this is like his life's been so shitty. This is God's fault. And, uh, and yeah. Nestor does appear older in this comic. He's a little taller and we yeah. see him on the next page. So, um, yeah, God is mad and shoots lightning at him to get him to do the trials he has to do. And the first one is he has to play a harp, um, which Nestor wants to plug in because uh, he wants it to be a guitar, I guess. He wants uh, to play like Guitar Hero with it. Yeah, and all the monsters are really upset at his shitty playing. Yeah, well, it's like he plays it and it's supposed to, like I think, like summon angels or something, but he does such a Beautiful bad Beautiful creatures will appear. Yeah, he plays it and horrible monsters appear. Yeah. Um. All right. And yeah, so he just goes through all these tests and it's always, and he just failed. And you know, honestly, I hard to follow, but he's doing all these tests and he's failing clearly. I don't really yeah, the, the understand sec- what the tests are. Yeah. With like, it's a, it's a question about what happened to Icarus and, uh, and he doesn't remember. And he makes kind of a pun about it, about him getting waxed. Yeah. And then he starts just, you know, He's failing these challenges and he starts just shooting arrows. He's got to do the mirror thing, which there's mirror rooms in Kid Icarus where they come at you like the Medusa heads in Castlevania. Uh, Yeah, and he's failing. Yeah, and then God says, I weep for the future, and Nestor wakes up at his desk. Yes, so pretty much what happened was Nestor made God lose faith in humanity. Like I I think we live in a godless (laughs) world. Because God, like, I think this might have been the first time god has contacted humans in a while and maybe he's like hey i'm thinking about like jumping back in like maybe uh uh christ will be reborn soon if this is christian or um i'll send uh who's like the actual christ reborn not like this rapture nonsense yeah bring christ back in or maybe hercules whatever whatever thing we're in yeah i'm thinking about coming back and the first human he talks to is nestor who um uh he gets there he's like "Ooh, maybe i should wait maybe in fact maybe i should flood the fucking world Maybe I should destroy the world. Maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, if this if really this, did take place in 1991, uh, maybe that is what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Nestor wakes up. I want to point out in this last panel, he's like, I guess I really did hit the books, which I don't hate that joke. That's kind of funny. Uh, Cause he wakes up and sees that all of the, um, he has shot arrows 
threw a bunch of books in his room. Yeah. Which it doesn't make sense, but I, yeah, all right. I mean, I, I like, I think that kind of goes down to, you know, like, you know, like if you're reading like a Goosebumps book and like you're, you're a werewolf, your character's a werewolf. And then at the end he wakes up from a dream and it's like, oh, that was all a dream. I'm not actually a werewolf. Then he looks in the mirror and then he sees like fur or something. Like there's fur, you know, like there's like, yeah. after you wake up from the dream, there's like one little like sprinkle of that was actually real. Right. So I think that's what that is. It's like the arrows being there. It was just, that's like, Nestor it was did, all a dream Nestor, or was it? Yeah. Nestor did talk to God. Um, he failed. God has God, given up on God humans. has given up on humanity, I think is uh, what happened here. I also want to point out this drawing of Nestor in the real world. Um, he looks kind of tall. He looks older than he does in the dream sequence. He looks like, uh, what do we call him? Like hunk Nestor, like when he was ripped. Yeah. Because we've seen uh, him without a shirt on and he looked like he was in his 20s and he looked really muscly. And he looks like, he, I mean, he could be in college. Yeah. And, you know, people can fluctuate in how strong they are. Like maybe he's just, you know. People get bigger or smaller yeah, depending on which how, comic they're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just maybe he hasn't been working out. So he's, he's back to being a little skinny boy. Hmm. A little bow and arrow guy. One thing I like about the comic, looking back over it now, um, is... God calls Nestor useless, and yeah. that's great because I mean, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I mean, I think God's right on the money. I think God's right on the money. I think he is like, uh, like honestly, if I was God, I think I would weep for the future and um, <laughs> and leave humanity. Uh, we're here at a section on Act Razor, the super neat. Super Nintendo action strategy game thing. I don't know if you've never tried it. Yeah, play, play some action. It has a good soundtrack. Very good soundtrack. Yeah, I, I kind of skipped this section, if I'm being honest. Okay. I am 100% certain I've talked about the kind of game ActRaiser is on the pod before, so yeah. we do not need to go into it again. But there is nothing quite like it. Uh, it's pretty neat. Um. All right. Counselor's Corner. <laughs> Um, I, I think these counselor headshots are the most nineties they've ever been. Yeah. These look like saved by the bell cast members. They definitely feel these people don't, they, I feel like they bumped up the attractiveness of them. Yeah. The, the running theme for this one is we want attractive youngs. Yeah. Yeah. One thing they all have nineties whoosh hair, like surfer type things. Uh, they kept on saying that like they, they have like their best video game accomplishments. And they would be like, I finished, every single one's the same. It's, I finished uh, Mario in one man. And uh, one guy says, I finished Narc with three men. And do you think, does that mean he finished it, only hadn't gone through three lives? Or do you think that means he was just playing with three men? I think he was playing with three men. Do you think he was yeah. just playing with three men? Like that just means, because Narc's in multiplayer games, so... It it's, just, it's only two player, but you could have four yeah, people all it's just in, in the room. Of, yeah, all in yeah. front of the dark machine. Yeah, uh, uh, on, uh, on a boat. Uh, the girl, uh, her, she said she finished Super Mario Bros. Two with one man. Just her. Yeah, so she just didn't die. Like good, <laughs> or, good for her. Or she was just playing with one man. Okay, in the room. Okay. <laughs> which one? Which one do you think? Do you think they're just playing with men in the room? Or uh, Josh here says he finished Solstice in one man. By your logic. In one man. So he was in inside of... <laughs> do you think he was like shrunk inside of a man? <sighs> hey, it's the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been our best counselor's corner yet. Uh, 
I I love the Adams family. I guess like this the TV was, show. Yeah, the TV, the old TV show. Uh, the what was the name of the guy who played Gomez in that show? Sean Astin's dad, John Astin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then of course in the Barry Sonnenfeld movies, it was Raul Julia, who also played M Bison in the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> Uh, Adam's family is awesome. I don't think the games have ever been good, but I love the Adam's family. Yeah. Oh, this is definitely the movie. Cause they have like pictures of all the cast members and stuff, yeah. including a bunch of people. I have no idea who they are. Cause I haven't seen this movie in a while. Yeah. I, I, I to be honest, I always just get super bored whenever it's like a movie tie in with a game. And I know there's examples of them that are probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. But every time I see <laughs> the it, first Batman game, I just tune out. Like this was another section where I just kind of tuned out and skipped. If we're being fair, we can also dunk on the Adams Family movies because the biggest problem with the Adams Family movies, in my opinion, is that they have overarching stories and they're not just like the kids trying to kill each other and just a bunch of random weirdness. Yeah. That's what I like the first five or 10 minutes of both of those films. So Adams Family and Adams Family Values are just they're like the start of a Simpsons episode. It's just a, a bunch of run a, a run with a bunch of gags in it. And they're so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there are, like, I feel like a lot of times when a TV show gets like their movie, it's never good. Is there like, it's never like, it it never really fits. Right. It's always like, kind of like, it's always like exciting. It's like, oh, we're doing a movie. Like it's cool and exciting, but it's never like better as a movie. (laughs) You know, these movies are pretty good because the show was, you know, the show was kind of like a single camera sitcom. It was never, it was weird and it had, and to be fair, the plot of that old sitcom very frequently was just like a normal guy, like the city comptroller has come to the Adams family house. Yeah. And everything's super weird and it's weirding him out. So I guess, you know, the movies having the plots they have, it's like, okay, fine. But um, yeah, I really just want, you know, like the tango scene. Oh my God. Was that in the second one or the first one? Were they tango and um Gomez spins Morticia so fast she sets the floor on fire. It's a bunch of crazy, they're like throwing swords at each other. Like, it, oh man, I love the Adams family so yeah, much. I, I guess, I guess my thing is like, the, I think the only example of like a thing switching mediums that I like is when books turn to movies. You don't think that's it? You don't think video games make good movies? No, <laughs> that, that's a terrible example. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's the only switch I think I like books to movies. That's it, or TV shows. Fair enough. Every other one sucks. The, there, there are examples of movies made from TV shows that are better than the show. Wait, wait, what's an example of that? The Fugitive. I don't know that. Is. It's a movie <laughs> based on a show. <laughs> uh, what's another one? Mm, uh, that might be the only one. Mission Impossible. Those movies are awesome, and they're pretty different than a show. That was the sh- that was originally a show. That was a. They had like two series of Mission Impossibles. Actually, uh, uh, Police Squad to. Um, Naked Gun. Naked Gun's probably better yep. than Police Squad, right? Yep. And uh, I mean, arguably, Batman going from the '60s show to a movie in the '80s. Yeah. Is oh, that's that was a comic first. <laughs> I think you're right. I, there's obviously examples, um, but like the Adams, I'm gonna make you watch some Adams Family. Just the first five minutes, though. <laughs> and you know, there are examples of video games being good movies. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my God, you're right. Sonic the Hedgehog and the upcoming Mario movie, which will definitely be good. I Okay, people are ducking on it. I think it's going to be, I, I would be surprised if it was a flop. Also, movies make good video games. For example, Aliens is just Halo. Like, <laughs> I guess it's like always, like, I guess my thing, my brush up against all this is 
I always just want new things. Mm-hmm. So like any version of like one idea, like spreading off across everywhere. It's just like, I, I, I just don't like that whole, like, what would you call the whole Marvel? Like, ser- like what's it called? Like ruining the- a brand. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what would you call it? Like when you, when a, when a thing gets like really saturated and it's just, it's everywhere. It's Isn't like that just like hyper saturation. Yeah. Like rock band and guitar or, hero or franchising, I guess. Yeah. Like o- over franchising kind of just rubs me the wrong way where it's like, ah, does everything need to be the same thing? So first of all, you're totally right. I just watched Obi-Wan and it's fine. Yeah. But it, you can't yeah. do anything with Obi-Wan because we know already how what comes next in his story For and sure. also the stories of pretty much every character in the thing. There's just nothing to it. Second, I really wish they'd do an Adams Family TV show. <laughs> I bring him back. G- give it to me. Did, I will make the Adams Family TV show. Should, I feel like you should be just 100%. Like, isn't the new Star Trek really good? Yeah, the the Strange New Worlds is great. That yeah. just ended the first season. Yeah. That's like an that's, example of a show that riffs on old stuff but does an okay job of it of like making it new and interesting. Actually, I feel like I liked it stuff better when they're like um analyzing and dissecting the past and kind of like has a narrative with their pre- like um uh I even though the story's still not great, I liked Final Fantasy VII Remake because oh, interesting. it's kind yeah. of it's commenting on the original one a lot. Yeah, that new Star Trek show um, literally does the plot of a... It, it's kind of a what-if thing. Um, yeah. Is maybe the best way to describe it. But like they do the plot of a classic Star Trek episode, but with a different captain to see how they would do it differently. Oh, and it's really wow, good. that's so neat. It's honestly really, really well done. Man. I was vi- And I saw the preview for that episode, and I'm like, are they just fucking doing that again? But th- there's a twist, and it makes it really, really... Uh, character-based in a really good way so that that's the rare example of it going well yeah i'm all, can you can you do a third step there are you allowed to then if in 30 years are, are you allowed to then go back and <laughs> make a show that is about subverting the expectations of strange new worlds does it just become do you just end up writing the original star trek <laughs> I guess we'll have to see because like we're kind of in the middle of the, this is the first time it's happened, right? Where we get to kind of riff on, well, you get like Sherlock Holmes entering the public domain and stuff. So a lot of people have done Sherlock Holmes over the decades. Yeah. Like what happens after. Yeah. I I, I guess I'm not as much of like a history buff on that stuff. Yeah. The Uh, commentary, I I don't know it really well. Like commentary on commentary, I guess does exist, but we're, from like a mass media standpoint, this is like the first time we've really seen it happen at scale. Yeah. So yeah, we just got to try to survive 20 to 30 years to see what happens. <laughs> okay. There is an episode of the Tiny Toons where they all drink and drive and die. That, that cartoon, <laughs> did you ever see how I spent my summer vacation where there's no. like a serial killer that they pick up as a hitchhiker? <laughs> a couple of the characters. I wonder how well Tiny Toons holds up because you don't see as much of it now. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, hey, the centerfold is uh, the Ninny Turtles are back for TMNT3, the Manhattan Project. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure kids these days, any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster they can get, they're going to gobble up. Uh, do you, yeah. does, how do you like the art style on, on this? Yeah, so the, the art style here is kind of closer to the Eastman and Laird, like the comics. Okay, it's very distinct. 
Yeah, it's uh, like they've got oh. the white eyes, and they all kind of look the same, and um, they're kind their heads are very rectangular kind as opposed to rounded. It's kind of like just dirty. It's it's like yeah, they look grungy. It's a grungy. It's a grungy look. Um, so in short, I love this this style for the turtles. Was turtles originally a comic book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So was- it it was a, in the eighties. I was like early eighties. It started. I've never read it, hmm. but it's a riff on the Frank Miller run on Daredevil. So okay. he did this dark and gritty Daredevil New York comic series, and they just made Ninja Turtles to make fun of it. Oh, and really? It, and they and became I, a just, phenomenon. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> thanks, thanks Daredevil. Thanks Frank Miller. Yeah, it's always weird. Like any franchise, like every franchise could have not gotten a like the Turtles could totally be like an obscure single comic run, and that's it. It's so it's so nuts. I mean, yeah. like He Man. I guess they did. So they did that She-Ra comic. Because She-Ra is like Lady He-Man. Uh-huh. And they, they did a He-Man remake like 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But He-Man kind of came and went. You know? Yeah. But Ninja Turtles, we have a new Ninja Turtles show every decade. The only one that makes sense, the only thing that stuck around and it makes sense is Pokemon. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Pokemon never... Ash has been a, it, trying to be a Pokemon master for like 20 years. I know. It, it would be weird if Pokemon went away, but every other franchise is it's a miracle it still exists. And maybe Superman makes sense. Yeah. Superman make there's certain ones that do make sense. Turtles, weird as fuck that they're still relevant. Here's here's a question. Do you think it's just gonna be the same hundred franchises forever? Like do we just get Batman and Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and I certainly hope not. Yeah, me either. Um yeah, what are I it mean? It does feel like that's what we're getting. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it depends on where you look. I, I think I always complain. I'm like, oh, movies like suck now. They're all Marvel. It's like, no, they, there's plenty of really good like movies that are coming out that are not Marvel movies. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Was awesome. Triple R. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, if you just look at the thing, there's it's not just Marvel movies that are coming. There's other Black movies that are coming out. Black Phone is supposed to be really good. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, Damn it. So yeah, I feel like there are new shit, but like I guess like in the in the AAA, like the big budget, maybe it will always be these fucking franchises. I don't know. Yeah, what's like a new franchise that like? I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of a left turn. Yeah, uh, in the Zeitgeist thing, it's based on a comic, but it was not a big deal until yeah. then. Um, I mean, Adventure Time is probably my favorite. Oh, honestly, Avatar. Yeah. They're they're gonna keep doing Avatar animated stuff. Yeah, did they just announce a bunch of movies? Uh, last last Airbender Avatar or yeah. James Cameron? No, Last Airbender Avatar. I thought they just announced that they were doing a bunch of Last Airbender movies. Yeah, they're doing more stuff. I think we're and then yeah, HBO kept Adventure Time going, and I could totally see them returning to Adventure Time later. Yeah, um, okay. Even that's like almost fifteen. I mean, if you count the pilot, Adventure Time is fifteen now. The kids. It seems like yeah, weirdly, the kids' TV space seems to be reinventing itself a lot. You still have Sesame Street. You still have Sesame Street. I'm sure Spon- like do kids give a fuck about SpongeBob anymore? No, I think SpongeBob is a, a younger millennial thing. Yeah, it's 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 out. Uh, hey, you want to take a break? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing with Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Hey, thanks. Hey, it's me, Weston. Thank you for listening 
listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, the best thing you could do to help us grow would be to share it with a friend. That is the way that we can continue to grow as a podcast. So, you know, no pressure, but if you know somebody that likes weird old magazines and old video games and people dunking on terrible cartoon characters, we'd really appreciate it if you tell them about it. Yeah, like it's like, growing a plant you know you water it and your water is sharing it with a friend and you can watch this podcast i mean i don't know what would change we're, for we're you the sunshine in that yeah. metaphor yeah we're the sunshine bitch yeah and you're, you're the one <laughs> don't antagonize them <laughs> all right let's get back to the guys game boy here we go you know metroid 2 is is a weird one because it's I feel like that series really hit its stride with the Super Nintendo Metroid, Super Metroid. Yeah, for sure. That and this seems... one, this has like some of the DNA of that. Like you start out in front of your ship, which is like a Ooh. key part of Super Metroid. And they definitely are doing the thing where you are unable to get to certain areas unless you do stuff. But it's not power based. It's like you got to fight a boss basically to open up more of the map. Yeah. And I don't know how much this game holds up. I know you're saying they've got like some cool aspects to it, but I'm going to guess it being just a early, early-ish Game Boy game. I'm going to guess it's not like amazing. I have not really played this version. Mm-hmm. There there are two remakes of this game that are fantastic. I've heard the remakes are really good. I kind of was looking, because I was curious if this was good, because this seems like a big deal. Like They're not even calling it like Metroid Land. It's not called Metroid Land. It's called Super Metroid Land. It's called Metroid 2. Which, like, I feel like it's kind of bold to, like, actually yeah. say, like, well, look, the canonical look. sequel is now on the Game Boy. I think it's, it's bold and it makes it feel like a big deal. But I was looking online and a lot of people were saying that this game, and along with the original Metroid, people were saying, just start with Super Metroid. Like yeah. that, that's the starting point. Super Metroid, I think, holds up really well. I yeah. don't think this game does. Um, if you are curious about this game, my recommendation, if you did like Metroid Dread... That same company that did Metroid Dread yeah. did a remake of this on the 3DS mm-hmm. that has a very similar um, aiming mechanism, kind of like 360 degree aiming. And um, if you like Super Metroid and you want kind of more of that or the Game Boy Advance Metroid games, the uh, what's it called? Another Metroid 2 remake, which Nintendo shut it down. But if you do a search online, I'm sure you could find it. Yeah. That game's awesome. I played through about half of it, and it is a super Metroidization of this. Do you have a preference on which remake you liked better? I have not played through the 3DS one. Oh, okay. So you, um, you just know it's good. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of in a weird spot where it seems it seems a little apples and oranges. Yeah. Because Metroid Dread is functionally a different it's a different flavor of that formula. Yeah, I mean, just having the parry. I yeah, the parry. The, yeah. I believe, I'm pretty sure the remake of 2 has the parry. It does, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so a lot of those mechanics that made it into Dread, which I did really like Dread, it felt like a modern update. Yeah. Uh, just everything about the game from the way it sounds, the way they tell a story, like it's it's just a much more modern yeah. evolution of it. So if you want, yeah, maybe that's the way to look at it, is if you want something that feels kind of fresh and more experimental and modern, that the 3DS one is the way to go. And then if you want just more Super Metroid Game Boy Advance stuff, another Metroid 2 remake. I always say that I'm not like a massive Metroidvania fan. Like it's it's not my genre. Like I just don't necessarily clash with it. But I actually think it's more that I'm just not a, and it's funny because of what podcasts we're doing, but mm-hmm. I'm not a, 
Uh, I'm not a video. I don't like video games. <laughs> I'm not I knew it. Uh, I don't really like 2D platforming games. Mario's. I'm not like I'm not a 2D platformer. That's just not. Um, I respect them and I know they're really cool, but like I don't ever have a lot of fun playing them. There's not a single like 2D platforming game. Like even ones that are modern, mm-hmm. uh, like Celeste. Yeah, I didn't really like Celeste that much. <sighs> I know. Like I just uh, for some reason I just can't. What I, I guess I in maybe problematically I play video games as escapism and I like want to live in another world and I just can't I never get a sense of place in a two D world even if that's like even like Hollow Knight which has like a very distinct and very yeah, pretty world. Hollow Knight's got a vibe in the way that like a Super Metroid has. I don't a vibe. feel like I'm in it. I don't know Interesting. why. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the wall there is. For what it's worth, Celeste is a different flavor. Like that's that's, that's a not uh, world building. What do you call that? Like a skill puzzle platformer, like mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy. You know, it's that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's different. But like, as I said, like even with like Metroid or Hollow Knight, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel, I, I do feel the tone, but I don't feel like I'm in the world. I yeah. feel, I, it, it's more of a tonal, like I feel like I'm listening to a cool song that's like making me feel a certain way because hmm. Metroid's so distinct with their sounds and stuff. But I like, there's something about like, I don't feel like I'm exploring something. It may be, this is like a little preview of the Super Metroid conversation we'll have, but like, I think maybe um playing this playing super metroid as a kid was a big deal and the original metroid yeah i didn't really play metroid 2 but uh both of those games had this just the vibe and the uh the the look and the feel of it had a just just really compelling yeah and super metroid is actually creepy and scary like to a little kid like uh, we were (laughs) i think i've told this story before but andy and i and kyle we have a we have a friend who famously would like scream and throw the controller when he'd fight bosses in super metroid (laughs) yeah i super metroid was uh and this was kind of like nintendo in the super the super nintendo age but the sounds are so interesting Mm -hmm. that like i don't know like the 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 sound design is very like as immediately like this is this literally sounds alien to me yeah like it doesn't sound like i'm in the alien level it sounds truly alien like this soundtrack that's what i loved about the way metroid dread updated like the music like the uh-huh. title theme so cool yeah like it's it's uh it's got that synthy electronic sound but it's just like just Weird. strange and yeah. like amplified in a way that i didn't expect and i got so excited when i heard that for the first time yeah Hey, it's Super Nintendo games. Pilot Wings. Have you ever played this Pilot Wings? I have not. I was actually thinking about playing it for the episode, but I, I did not get around to it. Yeah, and I never really got into Pilot Wings. And there's like, what, three of them now? Two, uh, three, yeah. There's the 3DS one, which was a launch game. There's, there's the, the 64 Sna- one. Yep, all three of them are launch games. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, I, I've got the most experience with the Nintendo 64 one, and it's very minimal. But I just know there's like one level that was literally the US. Okay. And it was like a very tiny US island. And, but it would have like each, like if it was like a major city, it would have like kind of a landmark on it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and that was, I just remember that level. Apparently, at the end of the Super Nintendo Pilot Wing games uh, game, you get a helicopter that shoots rockets. That's actually pretty cool. There's just one level. <laughs> just for a level. Okay. Just at the very end. Well, you know, that's, that's still a pretty good reward. And then they, they have Populous, which I never really... I've played other... So Populous was made by... Um, yeah, it was by Bullfrog, so Electronic Arts. Peter Molyneux. 
mm. an old Peter Molyneux. So Populous is an old Peter Molyneux game, and um, I never got into this one, but I played a lot of Bullfrog games from the 90s, like yeah. Theme Park, and I played a little bit of yeah. Syndicate. I played a lot of Theme Park. Yeah, and uh, stuff that Molyneux has done since then. Like, Didn't he do... What was the name of that recent one? It wasn't called Islands. That's another... It's kind of like abstract civilization building games that are really cool. I, I I I guess I don't fully looking at this like feature. I don't fully understand the game yet. It seems like you have like a little tiny block of land and you just kind of build out a fantasy world. Yeah, what's not clear from here? I don't know a whole ton about the game, but um, you actually scroll that screen. It looks like it's just one little cross section, like a little diorama. But, yeah, but it's actually a full map, and you can see the full map is on this book in the upper left. So you have this isometric game world where I guess you're like, I don't know, building cities and stuff. Yeah. And but I, yeah, I'm in for like fantasy world, like city builder game. That's cool. Hell yeah. It looks like this one, you don't directly interact with any, any of the little guys running around. You are more just like building stuff, you know, like uh land. And then they'll like interact with it. Yeah. Which, which is on brand for later games. Molino's done. Yeah. Actually, I've got one last thing. Um, mm-hmm. In the last page, they like kind of like talk about the biomes. Yes. So they they have like oh you could you could build a uh, a civilization like a uh, in a grassy area or like a desert and if you're in a desert you're gonna have like less resources. Um, I just thought the the last run of some of these biomes they were going over like kind of these normalish biomes and yeah the last run was uh, one was Cakeland and the description hey. of Cakeland is it's one of the sillier places you'll find yourself. <laughs> uh, and that was immediate. I'm like, okay, so that's one of the sillier places. You know, the next land was called Silly Land. <laughs> what? And it's uh, just the land. They. Uh, this is not even trying. And then after Silly Land uh, is Piglet World. Hell yeah. So yeah, just I got pretty excited about these final three biomes. It's like Diablo logic. It's <laughs> like the hardest. The hardest region in Diablo is the cow world. Yeah, I just yeah, and I, I'm on. I'm in for that. I just thought it was really funny to see Cake Land described as silly and then have the next land be called Silly Land. They only really have like <laughs> five of these that are normal. So you got like Grassy Plains, you have Japan-esque, you have Desert, you have Francois. So I guess like French, yeah. Snow and Ice. And then from there on, it's just silly stuff. Yeah, like I guess Rock and Lava yeah. is like, it's more video gamey. Lava World. Bit Plains is kind of cool. It's not silly. It's like you're on hard drives. Just, it's it's a very 90s thing to be like, yeah, inside your computer is a city. I'm in for that, though. So am I. I, I really love like that. that. There's a, so Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts wasn't like the Banjo-Kazooie everyone wanted because it's yeah. not a platformer anymore. But I like, remember people really liking it, I know people, people still like it. It's still a great game. But you can like build vehicles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's, yeah. its own thing, but uh, there's one world. You know how Banjo-Kazooie is like the whole thing is like you go to really cool themed worlds? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. Like, like Cake World? Yeah. You know, uh, the one in the world inside of Banjo-Nuts and Bolts is you're just, the whole level is just inside of a Xbox and it's like, hard drive and stuff oh, like God. that it's like astro's playroom yeah for the ps5 for sure and that was just like one world that you went in and i was like damn that's i gotta play that game just for that did you oh man did you so you don't have a ps5 astro's playroom is incredible I, 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 you i played your astro i i played through play astro playroom on your ps5 did i show you the level with the song 
There's like a song with lyrics that's about the GPU or something. I don't know. I think you, I'm going to guess you did. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I can't believe they did that. All right. So if it's, if it's like that, I'm a hundred percent in. Yeah. Except I guess in Bandicoot, you'd be just building tanks. Huh? Hey, you remember? So a few issues back, we had a very cool contest where you could design your own Game Boy Mm -hmm. and the winner would get their Game Boy actually made by some kind of kit bash model maker person. And they had really awesome looking kind of prototype Game Boys. They kind of show off like what you could do. It's like uh, 80s or 90s high tech anime looking devices. Really cool. Yeah. Um, So we have like the winners of that contest here. So it's like the illustrations. It's showing the the actual illustrations they sent into Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I I also really want to see the finished product of what they make. Yeah, this is kind of a bait and switch for me because I turned to this and I'm like, hell yes, we're going to get to see more of those like custom Game Boys and the but they show the winner illustrations and then they're like later on they're gonna get their stuff turned into actual Game Boys. Yeah. I I do wonder if it'll like be on brand like if it'll be as cool as the drawings. Oh, or if it'll be like you know when like you see people like say I bought a dress off Amazon and then they get the dress and it's like <laughs> nothing like it. It's it's a dress for a doll. They didn't say what size it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them that was really interesting was that in the in the drawing he added like a controller grip to the Game Boy. So like yeah, like the Game Boy already kind of looks like a spaceship, and they have like two um, hand grips like that are literally just like controller hand grips with like grooves that jut out of it. There was absolutely a third party grip that did exactly this. Totally, and so uh, uh, that was their photo. So it, I just thought it was interesting that if they they're going to make this because it was one of the winners, and they're going to have to build a Game Boy that also has like a custom built hand grip onto it yeah the design is green and black i actually like the design uh it's pretty cool it's got kind of a uh, grid pattern in green and black on it and um if you know your 90s pc controllers the microsoft sidewinder it's like those handles that look uh they're kind of oblong yeah okay all right (laughs) (laughs) hey we're here at the star wars Player pull contest. Hey, it's uh oh man. If I was a kid, I would have loved to win this. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty big one. Do you think do you think uh so yeah, the winning you you know, you send in your personal information and when one lucky kid wins the grand prize, which for this one is Star Wars theme. They get to go to the Star Wars HQ, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, it sounds like they're taking you to the ranch where like LucasArts and Industrial Light and Magic are based or were based, which Oh my god! Yeah, that's, uh, so it's it's gonna be full of like Star Wars props and like special yeah. effects tests and video game designers. Yeah, do you think Howard was pulling strings for this one? Because Howard now oh, works yeah. uh, the old uh, longtime listeners will know Howard. The uh, he used to be like the head of this magazine and also a right. comic book character. Uh, the real person better than the comic book character. <laughs> yeah, but when he left, he said he was going to go work for LucasArts. So I wonder if he's yeah. kind of the, the the person who got them in here. That, I, I totally missed that. That's a good catch. Uh, I bet that's totally it. It's, um, this is super neat. This is, I mean, this is 1991, so the prequel movies and even the special editions of the original trilogy had not come out yet. And Star yeah. Wars was still enormous. For sure, yeah. Like this is, I mean, honestly... As much as like this, really, I do think must be the 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 prime of Star Wars. Like, 
every movie they made was good at this point. Um, oh, really? Do you not like six? Uh, Return of the Jedi is not. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's I'm fine. With you. Uh, you don't like the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. You love the. Really? That's not my problem with Return oh, of the Jedi. What's your problem with that? Hey, every everything Warwick Davis touches turns to gold. I love <laughs> Warwick Davis. He's great in Harry Potter. He's great in this. He's great in Leprechaun movies. <laughs> yeah. He's great in Willow. Yeah. I, I, one, one thing, the second prize, you won masks of, like I said, you can win a Star Wars mask of either a hero or a villain. And yeah, it, but they're both villains. Yeah. And they, the ones they show off is Darth Vader's mask and a Stormtrooper mask. I'm curious, what would a, uh, what would a hero mask look like? Would you just wear Luke Skywalker's face? Yeah. Or Yoda's face, maybe. Yeah. Like, is That's it just what I like, thought of. Like a helmet makes sense. Getting just like a would you just get like a weird like latex face of someone? It's like you know in the Halloween movies, Michael Myers is supposed to be wearing a William Shatner mask, right? Have you ever heard that? <laughs> no. It's supposed to be William Shatner. <laughs> but you can't tell. Yeah, so maybe it's like that. It's this creepy warped face of like That's Harrison what I Ford. Yeah. 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 So you get a serial killer mask. <laughs> uh yeah, I I don't know. I mean this made me laugh a little bit because people are weirdly down with the empire. It's like, you guys know they're bad, right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they've got cooler helmets for sure. Yeah. Though stormtrooper helmets are super cool. And like, uh, I guess, I guess he's still not, he's not part of the empire, but Boba Fett, you want that helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Django Fett, whatever the fuck, whatever one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever his name. No, no, yeah, Boba Fett is, uh, yeah, isn't Django Fett his dad? No fucking clue. All right. I watched The Mandalorian all the way through. I've not seen Book of Boba Fett, so there might, I highly doubt there's any useful new information in that show, but there might be. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, the uh, em- dude, it should have just been, I mean, an X-Wing helmet, like a pilot's helmet, that would have been it. Like if, if you wanted to give me a hero thing that I would love. And just like, why can't heroes have nicer stuff? And the villains and like, like it's always like evil corporate villains who like live in like nice buildings and stuff like that. Right. I guess that makes sense. Except like, Iron Man. Yeah. It's like. He, uh, he's a good billionaire. Yeah. I guess that's, that's the case. You got to find. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, if you're talking about like the rebellion, um, I have this theory about how to make fights dramatic that also applies to drama, which is that you need the two forces opposing each other to be roughly equivalent, but you you want there to be some limits on their resources, and yeah. that makes it more dramatic. So, if your heroes can, they have spaceships, but they're kind they they're, kind yeah, of suck. It's they're kind like of out outgunned. Underdog mentality, a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Well. Yeah. 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 It's the um. It's more dramatic when the rebels are. And this is also like a Star Wars thing. Yeah, I, and I, I get that from a story perspective, but I guess it's, I understand why people are always like more interested in the Empire because like they got cooler ships, man. Cooler ships, cooler costumes. It's just all it's all sleeker. Yeah, I would say. I mean, if we're gonna like compare Star Trek to Star Wars, like the Federation in Star Wars, I think has the coolest looking ships compared to oh yeah like the Klingon uh, people. Hey, people love Klingons. People uh, yeah. love Romulans. Fair enough, <laughs> uh, but. I think the Federation, they get cooler looking uniforms. Their spaceships are all these like sleek, you know, really nice, futuristic. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they look decent to live in. Do, what do you, do you think they're painted as underdogs still in, the, in Star Trek? Um, yeah, but they, they have to do it a little differently. Like there's this sort yeah. of, um, 
The way they do it is um, Captain Kirk's an alcoholic, right? <laughs> yep, Captain Kirk. He, he's addicted to whippets, and uh, he just can't. <laughs> he has a kid who's always trying to contact him. Well, they, they usually but just... I actually think it's true. He does have a kid. He, he, ha- he has a kid in Star Trek, too. You should keep watching those movies. And I, the, the way they do it is they, they have the... The Federation ships are typically good, but they get, like, outgunned or they get surprised and screwed over. Okay. So that's how they even the odds. There are a couple of examples now in Trek shows where they've done a huge war, where it's, like, the Federation at war with this huge alien empire. And my favorite of those, I love Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's yeah. a very cool show that's very modern in a lot of ways. And... um they have the the Dominion, and the Dominion is like an evil Federation, is and they're like yeah. bigger and more powerful than the Federation is. So instead of like this egalitarian, like hey, join us and we'll combine our resources, they're just like, no, you're gonna conquer you. Uh, we're gonna conquer your planet. You guys are gonna be the soldiers. You guys are gonna be like the thinky guys. You guys are gonna be the pilots. And now you all work for us, and you're all addicted to drugs. <laughs> and uh, that's that's the Dominion, and because of how big they are, like they just, the Federation just can't win. Yeah. Like, cause there's just so many more ships. There's, you know, it's an unwinnable fight and that's how they're the underdogs. Okay. There you go. But their spaceships are cooler. Is it top 30? Top. Yeah. Um, you want to, you want to rattle off the top five? Uh, it, sure. Of the, the top five hottest games. Let's do it. Um, Number five, it's Crystallis, the thinking man's Zelda. <laughs> Number four, unfortunately, it's the Battletoads. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Okay. Number three, Final Fantasy. Okay. Number two, TMNT2, the arcade game. Yeah. And at number one, still Tailspin. No, I'm just kidding. It's Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. 20 fucking, 26 months at the Tech Mobile? No, it needs to be a surprise that like Monopoly is number yeah. one. Yeah. Um uh uh I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I don't know. Uh well I, okay, so I Okay, so we we we've talked about this like scoring system before. Uh the way they like kind of like create this like top thirty list is um it's the votes from the uh, players poll contest, but also from other places. Yeah, they, they so they do like a players pick, which is like kind of like the kid, like casual kids players. There's the pros who are like Nintendo Game Counselors, we think, mm-hmm. uh, and the dealers are like sales, and they kind of mix these three into a concoction. Uh, I did just in this uh, issue realize just how um, different the pros are from the both the players and dealers. They are yeah. so like. Every vote from Crystallis was pretty much from the pros. Crystallis would be zero on this list. They were oh my responsible. God, you're right. Look, they were responsible for uh, uh, got to be ninety percent of the votes on that. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, because it's like forty two hundred of the forty eight hundred votes it got. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure it's been like this. I just this was the first time I kind of started paying attention. It's just like it's kind of that whole thing nowadays with like games critics being. Uh, kind of not fully in touch or acknowledging what the mass is. Crystallis is a critical darling. Yeah, so it is like um, nobody else played it. They're kind of. Just, I feel like critics are just kind of hipsters in a, in a in a way where I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but they just kind of like both disparage the greatest game, which is Mario Bros. Three. Like that is better than Crystallis. Uh, I think they're just trying it's, to. It's still on their list, but it's like way further like, down. Do you, yeah, like is the role of a critic just to be to, just to champion the hidden gems because it sometimes feels like that is it's like the the critics role is to try to like 
shine a light on the games people aren't paying attention to that are actually almost as good. Well, that's, uh, man, that's kind of a big question. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I kind of feel like that's what it, like, I feel like critics and people who are like really into a medium, their favorite ones always the second bet. Like it seems like yeah. kids, like people who are more the mess, like the things they really, really like usually are objectively just amazing. But then they also, if you like, if like someone like who isn't into video games gave you your, their top 10 list and they're not a super hard gamer, I bet their top three games would be like, yeah, those are all fucking great games. And then there'd be a big drop point where you're like, okay, these bottom seven are just pieces of shit. And I think it, it's the, uh, I mean, we see this in comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you spend all your time living and breathing comedy, if it's like filmmaking or video making comedy, if it's live comedy, if it's whatever it is, you turn into this warped weirdo where the only stuff that's funny to you is like, I think you should leave and totally Tim, Tim and Eric. That's and what like, I was thinking. Like I was, uh, I've been watching a lot of review, um, which mm-hmm. I think is so funny, but uh, you know, if I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it because we're like, is it because if you're up so obsessed with something, all you want is subversion. You want something that's different. Or are you just kind of be like, are you truly just being a hipster? Like if no one had ever watched the office and it was just this show that like nobody's watched and I watched it, would I be like, guys, look how good the show is. I think it's yeah. part of it's just familiarity and experience, right? Cause yeah. if you're like, so like the, the example that constantly that always blew my mind is I remember being at a screening with a Q and a, and there was a joke in the movie and I laughed at the setup and I was like the only person in the audience that laughed. Yeah. And then the punchline hit and 200 people laughed For and sure. I was just like, oh my God, what have I become? <laughs> but I, it was because I was looking at the structure of the thing and I could see it coming and I was like, oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. For I, sure. I can tell that she's about to deliver a punchline because the look on her face, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It just means that like, I know how to make cars. You know, it's, it's like the, you know, the mechanic who makes cars. Totally. It's, it's Um, a niche thing. Like there's, there's a certain, you can't talk about it with a normal person because they just don't see on that level. Or you gotta, you gotta welcome them into the thought process. And like, do you feel like there's like a version like a game like Crystallis? Do you think it's just not playing towards someone who like, is it just purely beauty that, is kind of hard to look at then well, at that point, or do you think like in mean, the end of the day, I do think there's like a level of luck, and I and, and frankly, I think Mario Bros. Three is better than Crystallis, but like, why is there this kind of? You got to remember, it's a moment in time. So this yeah. is their favorite game right now. Like, if for we sure, were to, but I'm sure, I'm sure, if I was in this, like if I was a gamer right now, I would be like, guys, Final Fantasy and Crystallis, these games are awesome. No, why is no one playing these games? Yeah, like, totally. I, I get that. I feel like I still do that. Oh man, I had a question for you. Have you seen? Have you seen Ratatouille? Yeah. Crystallis is the cheese and strawberry of the food world. And the rats just want to eat trash. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So the, you know, the guy, remember when Kyle was on as a guest and he said that his sister bought them Crystallis as a gift based on the advice of some, like a video game nerd. Yeah, for sure. At a store. That nerd was the rat in Ratatouille. 
trying yeah. to show them that cheese and strawberries taste good together. And that kind of like, I think that kind of turns around to back to like, sometimes these pros and creators are just trying to find the hidden gems that people aren't looking at and being like, Hey guys, this is also awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so to your point, like, you know, I also is think it, is it just a hipster thing? It's like, well, yeah, sometimes, but also the benefit is that somebody can be like, actually this thing over here is super good and yeah, nobody's totally, talking like, about I, it. And I guess that's kind of like a, a reductive term to use for that because like, I also think the act of trying to find all the games that have fallen through the cracks that are actually really good. Yeah. Like that is kind of a noble goal to some degree. I don't think that's like you being like a shitty hip. I think that's you being like, hey, there's a lot of other cool games. We should also be looking at these. Like well, why? There's definitely contrarians though. So yeah. I don't, and yeah. to, to your other question, I've totally not liked things because they were popular. For sure. Yeah. yeah it's, I, it's, it becomes annoying where yeah. there's just a part of me that wants to be an iconoclast. I also thought uh, a funny thing about your uh, Ratatouille Analogies. I also think you could just do the analogy that liking Crystallis is like liking Ratatouille. No, Ratatouille's <laughs> really popular. Oh, is it? I, I feel like it's like the Pixar movie that like is kind of the hipster choice to like. Mm. Like that's kind of the surprise. Like if someone's like, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Like Ratatouille is kind of like the, uh, here's the surprise answer. I do love Ratatouille because it captures kind of what it is to try to be an artist and to communicate with people who don't, make stuff like you do. Yeah. So in that way, yeah, you know, it's a little niche, but I thought it was pretty popular. I, I don't think nearly, like there's no Ratatouille 2, is there? Well, there's no, in, uh, there is an Incredibles 2. There's no Inside Out 2. No, but I bet there will be. Oh man, what do you do in Inside? She's she's a teenager. And yeah. now what? I don't know. But hey, look how many fucking Cars movies there are. Yeah, I hate Cars. <laughs> how many toys? What about Toy Story? I love Toy Story. I have yeah. not... I've not seen Toy Story 4 yet. 4 was great. I 100% believe it. 4 was amazing. I also haven't seen, is it Luca? And also, what was the other one that just came out? There's a couple of Disney and Pixar films that I'm behind on. There's been kind of like this kind of like big uh, a wave of kind of B tier. <laughs> it seems like Pixar's kind of got their their straight to DVD type movies, but if it's, it's Pixar, hard, it's hard to tell what is or what isn't now though yeah. because it's all it just ends up on streaming for sure. Yeah, but, but, I, but I'm behind on Marvel movies too. So the last one I watched, Pixar, because apparently the last couple Pixar movies just aren't like they're just kind of don't have the like you have to watch this movie aspect. I feel like the last one was Coco, which was oh fu- right, Coco, which is fucking amazing. But apparently, it seems like since then, they've all been kind of like optional. Huh. I saw Soul. Soul is the name of they it, right? Optional, right? They didn't blow your fucking mind, did it? I like Soul. I would say but you liked I it. probably liked Inside Out better. Yeah, but probably, was it as good as Coco? I haven't seen Coco yet. Oh, dude, Coco's awesome. Okay, I'll go watch Coco. We'll watch okay. Coco. That's, that's essential. Uh, somebody that might want, I don't know if I can do this as a transition. I'm going to keep going, though. <laughs> Maybe so, maybe Maya Bialik will uh, come watch Coco with me. That's right. <laughs> Please, the star would... of Blossom is our celebrity profile. That was an amazing transition. It's so weird. So Maya Bialik had a kind of second win to her career. I have no idea who this is. She was on Big Bang Theory. Oh, is she? Uh, she was a late ad in the show. She came in like a couple of seasons in because... So she was a child actor. She's on this sitcom called Blossom, which was before my time. I did yeah. not. All I knew about Blossom was she talks directly to the camera a lot and she has hats. Yeah. She wears a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, she did an episode of, uh, what's the makeover show? Oh my God. Makeover show? Is it Extreme Makeover? Pit, pit My Van? 
Pimp, yeah, she did Pimp My Ride. <laughs> pimp, uh, pimp My Van. <laughs> um, you're thinking about um, Lego Masters? No. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> she like hosted Jeopardy, I guess, is the most recent thing she's done? That's so crazy. You know what? You know what's crazy to me? I didn't know Charlie Sheen's dad was Martin Sheen. Yeah, man. Who's, who's the voice of the elusive man in Mass Effect? Yeah, he's in Apocalypse Now. He plays Willard. Yeah, man. Holy shit, Martin Sheen. Yeah, wow. And he's the president in the West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but, but anyways, Mayim Bialik was a TV star. Big she, Bang Theory. Yeah, so she she was a child actor, and then she went and became a professor. Ooh. And, oh, my God, she was a voice on The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, the Johnny Quest show where they go into the internet and it's CG. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is what I get for pulling up. She's also in Kim Possible. So I guess she never really actually stopped acting. I guess she just stopped doing live action stuff. Uh So she was a voice actor and went to school and, like, became a professor or something. Anyways, so this is like young Mayan Bialik talking about uh, Joey Lawrence and being on the set of Blossom. <laughs> and honestly, with all that in mind, there's nothing really interesting about it. Yeah, I mean, it's I, fine. She plays a Tetris or something. I skip these celebrity profiles every time, unless it's Bart Simpson. I, I had such a big reaction to yeah. it, and then I just don't. You, I don't have anything to yeah, say about the was, interview itself. You were all all energy, no no substance on that one. Yep, <laughs> it's like a bad intro to an improv scene. It just there's we're going nowhere. I'm talking about TPS reports and kicking babies, but you, your heart's in it. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything for Backwatch. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Mega Man Four, which I got to beat before the next issue. But hey, Mega Man Four is fucking great. Mega Man 4. Okay. Hey, in the next issue, we get more comics. We Yeah, we got, we got a big one coming up. Well, um, Also, they're going to start talking about the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda here in a little bit. Yeah, which, Mega Man 4 is in it. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about that. That's like a main feature. Mega Man 4, Castlevania 4, and A Link to the Past. Like, that's that's a hell of yeah, an issue. Yeah, multiple new con- Yeah, I, I, I feel like we should not ruin this one with a bunch of guests. Yeah, we're definitely not going to let anybody. Only like like one good guest can come on. One good guest. None of these chaos we're, agents. We're in for we're in for a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what are we, what are we going to rate? What's going? On? What, what what are we doing here? Are we are we still doing this? Are we still rating things? Um, maybe we should rate Nestor different ages because this was clearly like an older nester yeah like so we young. have like 27 year old muscly nester we have 19 year old college nester which i think this one is and then maybe like 10 year old nester wait so ne- nester's <laughs> nester's muscular pre-college no he's he's like in his 20s 20 co- Do you remember when he's like ripped yeah ripped nester he's got to be like mid to late 20s okay i'm gonna i'll just uh i think child nester gets a zero mm-hmm. um <laughs> I think muscular Nestor gets a two. Uh, and I think, you know, tall, lanky Nestor who has run over a person with a go-kart and and, and defied God, um, a one. Okay. All right. Those are pretty bad ratings. I, and I kind of regret you're so dismissive and disappointed the whole time. I kind of regret making that my pitch for what we reviewed. Well, so. yeah, uh, you give me your ratings and we can, we can move on from, um, so I'm going to say, wasn't muscly Nestor, the one that did like, was it murder on the Orient express and was like beating the shit out of people on yeah. a train? Yeah. He like 
called someone like he just said like racial slurs at someone and oh my beat god him up that's for no right reason. yeah <laughs> that's right. it was like a sheik or something and he yeah. said some unkind things about the sheik's uh, turban yeah he just like oh made god, fun Nestor. of a guy's turban you suck Nestor. all right i'm gonna <laughs> i don't want to give him any points but i don't want to give him the same score you did <laughs> All right, so Musley Nestor, who's a, a bigot and beats up people, uh, gets a zero. Uh, young Nestor, who was reverse Tom Sawyered, because uh, he has somebody painting the fence, but like didn't trick them into doing it. They're just there. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna give him a four because he has shitty friends that don't make any sense. Just out of pity. Uh, it's it's a point for each friend that doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay. So one for the cowboy kid, one for the fence painting kid, one for Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> um, and one for God. One for God. Okay. Oh wait, that's Lanky Nestor. We can't use that. Uh, yeah. One for um, Superman. You <laughs> just finished editing that episode, so I had to listen to the uh, the. <laughs> My favorite part there is we can't remember the word for uh, the word exhibitionist, so I keep saying, "What is a reverse voyeur?" <laughs> Because <laughs> a reverse voyeur really is not an exhibi- exhibitionist. I don't. It's like somebody that wants people to, to watch them, right? What, what well, would like, a reverse the, voyeur the, the be? Thr- I, I don't think the thrill of voyeur is trying to get away with it, or is it? Is it like because um, like, a voyeur wants to watch people doing stuff and they don't know they're being watched, right? Yeah. Okay, so a reverse voyeur would be somebody that wants to be watched but doesn't know they're being watched. Um. So I guess that's not an exhibitionist. Yeah. Because an exhibitionist knows they're being watched. Yeah. I guess like sometimes like reversing things can be more complicated as but well. We did we were <laughs> looking for the word exhibitionist because yeah. Superman definitely knows he was being watched. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Reverse voyeur. <laughs> All right. And uh the, the final one here. Wait, where's the Yeah, Linky. What do you what are you feeling for Linky? Uh Linky Nestor. He's like the worst of both worlds in a lot of ways, right? Because he like, he's violent and defiant. Yeah. But, and he also doesn't have many friends. If anything, he has just adversaries. He has no friends. He has enemies. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a zero for how many friends he has, I guess. Yeah. Um... Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, We're really sorry about Nestor. Sorry about Nestor. Come on. Fucking, fucking give us five stars. (laughs) <laughs> and now you're playing with podcast podcast is brought to you by the podcast power players power team music by games cameron find back episodes send us emails and do cool stuff at our website now you're playing.com It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar.